sparkling hippie. I am so glad you found me. My name's Haley Hoover. I'm an intuitive artist and a success coach who helps women live out their wildest dreams for their lives with fun, flow, and total abundance. I invite you to connect more deeply with me on Instagram at the sparkling hippie. That's hippie with an IE. You can also visit my website, www.thesparklinghippie.com for current news information. And of course, to sign up for my free offer, 16 journaling questions to understand your life's purpose and what's keeping you from it. If you enjoyed today's show, I would absolutely love it if you rated and reviewed the show and shared it with your closest friends who would really feel inspired by it as well. Thanks in advance. Let's begin. Hello. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Wow, I feel like I haven't been on this show solo in such a long time. It's nice to be here with you all. It's nice to be solo and alone with, I say, alone with my own thoughts, because in a way I am when I record these podcasts. Um, And I feel like I have not had a lot of quiet lately in my mind and in my business. And it's in those moments of quiet when these inspiring thoughts come through, when I get the inspiration to speak to you all and to record a show. And so today, (sighs) I have intentionally scheduled a day of quiet for myself because that's what my soul's been craving (laughs) and so far that I've um well I rearranged my office for probably the fourth time in the last three months (laughs) and um yeah so I'm here now sitting on the floor in my office and I've just been staring at my art (laughs) And that's been my quiet for the last few minutes. I've been staring at my art wall, thinking about my journey, and thinking about what I want to share about this year's journey with you all. So a few weeks ago, I got as many of my paintings as I could from this year, just from this year, and I pinned them all on my wall in my art room. And so if you want to see a visual, uh, it's on my Instagram, at the sparkling hippie. I actually did a reel, uh, and I think I did a post as well, my art year in review. And what's really fascinating about being able to visually look at all of my paint, or the majority of my paintings from January to December 2020 It's just, what's the word? It's awe-inspiring. It's awe-inspiring to see how far I have come in 12 months and how much I've changed and these new things I've found in my work and held on to and these things I've let go of. Um, I do a lot of reflecting this time of year in my life, in my business, I'm dreaming forward for next year. I'm releasing things from the past year. 
And normally when we do these things, they're internal, right? It's emotional, it's mental, it's... Um, we're just reflecting upon our, our memories or our visions for the future. And the neat thing about art is that I am visually able to see what I'm reflecting upon. So this episode is one where we, I don't have an outline. This isn't a hard-hitting, you know, 10 ways to do this or that. <laughs> but rather, I'd like for you to meander with me as if we were on a, a walk together in the woods and just kind of reflect on the year we've had together and on everything that's happened. This episode is meant to be a mirror episode of episode one of this podcast. So for those of you who don't know, I actually began this podcast in January of 2020. At the time, I was living in a van with my boyfriend in New Zealand, and I had wanted to start a podcast for years, and... um, I had bought all the equipment, I had studied the technology piece. I had I had started two different podcast shows over the years and I had like seven episodes of one like already done. But I never hit publish. Like I never got actually put them out there. And I was I believe that's because I was worried about okay, well, it doesn't sound professional enough. Do I know what I'm talking about? What if I change my mind on the topic, you know, all these different things. And in January, well, actually, I take that back, around October, November of 2019, I was working with my personal coach, and I told her, I said, listen, I'm not a fan of emails. I don't want to write them. I don't want to read them. (laughs) I'm tired of having to nurture my audience or talk to my audience through email. And she said, well, what, what would you rather do. And I said, I would love to just talk. Like I love podcasts. I love listening to them. I would love to make one, but you know, I'm living out of a van, so I can't. And so the point was made that I can record, we can, you can start whenever you're ready. We make excuses why things have to be more complicated than they are. And they just don't. So I recorded my very first episode. We were house sitting in Nelson, New Zealand. And I recorded episode number one, Make Bad Art. And since then, I have had the pleasure of recording um, on top of mountains, next to streams. I've recorded in, I know, let's see, California, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Texas, at least four different states, (laughs) and two different countries. Pretty cool, huh? And I hope to expand from there. So I am excited to share with you that this year, um, like I said, with one year of my podcast, I have recorded, this will be my 39th episode. I've reached 11 countries and I just hit 2,000 downloads. So that is definitely special, special, special thanks to all of you listening, all of you who have left reviews, who have shared the show and invited your friends to join us. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I really do. This has been a fun project for me. And my intention with beginning this podcast was never to feel like I had 
to be producing something. I have to have to drop an episode every week or, you know, I'm going to be stressed. And, and so there have been several weeks where I went without recording. There were several weeks where I had a show scheduled out for a month to two months in advance. But never once did I put pressure on myself to make it happen. So I'm guessing, let's see, if this is my 39th episode, that means almost 40. So 52 minus 40 is 12. Is that right? I'm terrible at math, but I'm guessing that's 12 weeks. Um, If I were to do a weekly show, that was 12 weeks where I took off. So that's pretty cool. It wasn't planned like that. I'm That's way higher than my own expectations for myself when I began. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. But so in my first episode, I spoke about my goals for 2020. And one of my biggest goals for myself was to find my style as an artist. Um, It's interesting because... I mean, I I feel like the biggest question you must be wondering is, did you do it? (laughs) Did you find your style? (laughs) So I'm not going to answer that right away. I'm going to let you um, squirm in your seat. (laughs) But instead, like I said, I'd like to take you on a journey. And this is, if you're not into art, hang with me. Because I believe there's so many lessons in my art that apply to business and life. um, Probably more so than they apply to art. (laughs) So this is going to help be helpful for anyone to listen to. So I love that in January of 2020, I was in a house in New Zealand. Um, we had the house for six weeks, and then we were back in the van. And so in January, we were getting ready to get back on the road after a stationary period. I loved being in the house because I could set up my paints and work and you know while it was drying I could come back to it because we were stationary and that was really nice um I'm looking at my wall my art in January I was starting I had been experimenting with some different types of paint so I back home I had used acrylic um primarily before I left I was into acrylic on big canvas and on the road I got into something called gouache and acro gouache And in January, I had been messing with gouache and acro gouache for about six months. And I just then felt like I was finally getting the hang of it. I was finally finding my style with the gouache a bit. And I was enjoying it. I remember um, there was a lot of painting I did in January. And about half of them I did not care for. And the other half, I felt like they were really feeling into something good. I was really digging them. Um, February, so February was a lot of travel for us. Rather than painting, I did a lot of sketching because I told myself, okay, even when you can't paint, we've got to be continuing to develop your artistic voice. So I did a lot of sketching in the van. I did a sketch a day every day in January and most days in February. At the end of the day when I was so tired because we'd climbed a 14 mile hike or we'd been to three different cities uh, I'd sit in the back of the van and I would doodle and I would date it and I would try to post on Instagram so I could at least say I did something um, so that lasted two months but those out of those two months came some very interesting elements that later made their way into their into my paintings and are still showing up today so I'm getting to March if 
I know you all know what happens in March 2020, but I want to tell it from my story. <laughs> At the beginning of March, we were pre- we were starting to think about coming back to the states, leaving New Zealand. We were we had seen most of everything. We were kind of finishing up, checking things off our list, getting ready to start selling the van. And we had a house sit opportunity for one month near Christchurch. Uh, sorry, not one month. Sorry, one week. We were there for a week, and during that week, um, this may, I don't. This blows my mind. I don't know how Haley pulled this off, but I planned and hosted my first ever creativity online festival in March of 2020. I had speakers and guest interviews from all over the world, different artists, writers, uh, poets, musicians. It was really fun. And that actually served to officially kick off my podcast. And so a couple of those interviews are in my early episodes of this show, if you're interested. And we had a lot of fun. I had, I had like I said, this private um, Facebook group where this all was going on. And I had lots of, lots of interviews planned. I don't know how I scheduled it all on the road, but I did. And it was fun. It's called Quiddity. And um, the, 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 week, the week that this event happened to um, showcase which I had planned a month in advance. That week ended up being the week that COVID hit America. And you all know that week in March where we woke up one day and the NBA was shutting down. And then we woke up the next day and, um, you know, the Olympics or whatever. It was like every day we woke up that week, there was like around the globe, Europe was closing down, America was closing down. It was like a horror movie. We're like, is this really happening? And COVID hit New Zealand one week, one, maybe two weeks later than America. So Tyler and I are in New Zealand and we are watching in horror this um, (laughs) pandemic hit the rest of the world. And mind you, we're living with other backpackers from... At the time, we had a guy from Slovakia, another guy from Germany, and a French girl. And everyone's, like, calling their families, like, what's going on? And should we leave the country? You know, everyone's like, what do we do? And yet, here in New Zealand, it was still calm. We, we were going to the beach every day. Um, yeah, and so... Um, <laughs> the week of quiddity was the week all of this happened... And I did, but the stress hadn't hit us yet, right? So I did a ton of painting. And I remember really, really digging my painting. Like, this is it. I have found my style. It's only March and I have found my style. I did like probably 10 different paintings in my notebook. All of them felt juicy to me. They all felt shareable. Um... They, it just felt really good. And so I was starting to feel like I had found it, my style already. And keep in mind as I'm talking about my painting that this totally applies to every other area of your life, business, life. <laughs> so rather than get ready to go home like we thought, and like all of the other backpackers thought, we switched gears. 
I found a job because I was like, oh crap, we're going to stay. I need some income. So I found a waitressing job in this adorable little town and uh, shifted into that. And (laughs) long story short, moved there, worked for four days, and then COVID hit New Zealand and we were level four shut down immediately, which to my knowledge, seemed to be more strict than anything that my friends were going through in the States because New Zealand wanted to get ahead of the virus. So going into a mandatory four-week lockdown, we're, in a, we're again in a house because it's dead of winter in New Zealand. Uh, well, I guess it was fall. It was fall, but it was getting cold. It was too cold to stay in the van where we were, so we got in a house. We were with... Ten of us total from this time, uh, we had several friends from England living with us. We had a woman from the Philippines and a man from Bangladesh. So we had a great mix of characters in our home, which was fun. And around this time, I decided to take a find your art style course online because I thought, well, we're going to be here for at least another month and no one's working. I want to paint. This is something I'm passionate about. So I started this course. <laughs> and guys, like very, very quickly. And the whole the whole point of this course, it's not teaching you a certain style. It's giving you probably three dozen different ways to put paint on paper. And then telling you to go experiment, go play, go play, go play until your style emerges. So like maybe two weeks into this course, I was hating my work. Like it was murky, it was yucky, like the the style was weird, it felt uncomfortable. (laughs) It was way out of my comfort zone. And I honestly, like I remember going into the Facebook group for this course and saying, I think I might need to quit because my artwork is getting worse, not better. And thank goodness someone reached out and they said, hey, keep going, push through. You're in the awkward teenage phase of your art. And if you'll keep going, it'll, it'll, it'll turn into a beautiful creature at the end. (laughs) It'll get, it'll end puberty and it will become what it's meant to become. And so I, I took that advice and I kept, I kept painting. I kept painting some weird stuff, some awful stuff but that was my mantra for the year right make bad art and the point of make bad art is to go at it anyway I don't know what I'm doing do it anyway I don't have a podcast studio do it anyway um I don't know how if I can publish this book or not but I'll try it do it anyway that was kind of in indirectly ended up being my mantra for the year like everything was like make bad art like who cares Like, let's just go try it. If it doesn't, if it works, cool. If it doesn't, great. You tried it. (laughs) And I'm talking business. I'm talking life. That has been my, my year making bad art. (laughs) And around this time, guys, again, so the sense of this whole journey, this whole 2020 for me was just trying things, but, but not just trying things. What sounds fun? Following my joy. Um, just putting my hand in anything that sounded fun and and going for it. Some of those things I tried became profitable. Some of them led me to the work that I believe I'm going to be doing in 21. 
Um, there's a whole other basket load of things I tried that I'm taking to Goodwill. They weren't, they weren't for me. I, they were fun. Maybe they're still fun, but they're not the most fun. And so if you're take, if you want to take notes, that would be my second key takeaway. One being make bad art Two being, um, I had to learn to, excuse me, not just do what is exciting because for a while it was like, what, what's exciting? Try that, try that, try that. But then I was doing, you know, a dozen different things that were exciting and I had to learn to say, okay, yes, these are exciting, but now I need you to narrow it down to what's the most exciting. So that just continuing to hone in that focus, hone in, hone in, hone in, in the most exciting way. And when I would get too close to the canvas and be too caught up in the details, I had to let go, let go, take a step back, take a breath. Because when we get frustrated, when we get stressed, that too, walk away, give it away, let go of it. Can't, can't stay in that energy. Around this time, I, I tried out this new technique that I read in a book um, called intuitive art, which was confusing to me because I was already doing intuitive art, but this was more of like channeled art, channeling a message through your art. I got halfway through the book and put it down and ran to my paint room and just started trying it. And I did painting after painting after painting after painting, asking a question, painting it out and interpreting the guidance for myself. And it was instantly, it was actually, I was doing it in a different way from the book, but it, it just made so much sense to me. It was like I had done it my whole life and I didn't know it or something like that. And, um, it just felt right. And so I was doing it and it, I was having fun. And so I told my coach about it and I was like, you know, I'd like to try it on other people and see if I can do it on other people. And so I took a couple volunteers and I tried it and they had very emotional reactions that I was spot on. The message was just what they needed. It was so helpful. And um, that led me to my intuitive art offerings, my channeled art, which has been a lot of fun. Like I probably the most money I'd ever made in my business um, came from these intuitive art readings that I did. I guess I first charged for them in May, which was the very month we moved back to the States. And then I booked out in June, booked out in July, and then I took a break. So here I am trying to find my style and this whole other talent comes through because I'm just experimenting with curiosity, trying different things. I find this whole other gift I did not know I had. And then it was going great and then I hit a wall. So May, we came back to the States. We spent a couple weeks in California with Tyler's family. And then I flew to Texas and spent a week with my brother and then went to Oklahoma and spent a month with my mom and dad. So during that time, I was doing intuitive art and it was, like I said, I was booked out on the days that I was offering the service, which was great. And then in July, I moved to California and I quit doing intuitive art. Like I stopped putting the offer out there and it just felt murky. I felt, I would say July and August felt so 
murky for me. Like it was the awkward teenage phase of life and business. You know, like I had my awkward teenage phase in art. This was the life and business and art too. Actually, everything was murky in July and August. I was, I was living with my boyfriend's parents for, we were there almost three months before we found our house in a different community. And I was just craving, you know, expansion. Like I had been, gosh, living out of a suitcase for over a year. And I wanted my big canvases. I wanted to paint. I wanted to make a mess. I wanted to wear my clothes. I wanted to get out all my jewelry and all my makeup. It had all been in storage, guys, for over a year. All my, like, the majority of my stuff. I was living like I was still a backpacker, but I was back in America. And... I remember wondering and asking my coach, I don't know about the intuitive art thing. How does it fit in with my business? What do I do with it? Do do I even want to keep doing it? And um, the lesson in that period of time was just trust. You know, we had a hard time finding a house. I really wanted to like force things because I wanted, I wanted out of the house. I wanted to go paint. I wanted to know what my business was going to look like. And in art and in life and in business, <laughs> we can't force things. It doesn't work like that. If I approach the canvas and I'm trying desperately to get the picture in my head onto the canvas and I'm working it and working it and reworking it and trying to make it fit, it's never going to fit because nothing in our heads comes out exactly the same way in real life. There's always a disconnect. And when we get something in our heads and we expect that to be the reality, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. And so I tried forcing it. That was a no-go. And what I ended up realizing was just trusting, 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 trusting. Everything's happening exactly as it should be. I'm in divine timing. God has this highest purpose for me, and this is part of it. And then also applying the principle of, okay, you want to paint? What can you do right now? Because you obviously don't have a huge paint room. What can you do right now? And so... (laughs) I would go outside and I had a tiny notebook and I would paint small paintings with the cats. (laughs) I couldn't do it a lot because just because of logistics, but I did as much as I could and that felt good. Um, October 1st, we moved into our home and this last quarter of the year has been stretching out finally unpacking the suitcase, finally going through my clothes, my jewelry that I hadn't seen in over a year, Um, finally being able to expand from a tiny notebook to a big canvas, which is where I feel most at home. Um, Finally being able to work on my business every day from a desk. (laughs) It sounds silly, but I hadn't had that. I had been working from a van and from a library and from different people's houses and packing up every two weeks. And so October, November, and December for me have been finding 
the flow, finding the lifestyle. I feel I've, I've probably done three dozen paintings in the last three months and I feel like I need to do about 10 more and I'm going to have that style down. I'm very, I would say very, very close. Um, it's getting there. And I'm learning so much about my art. I'm learning so much about how people perceive my art. And I'm also learning so much about my business and how people perceive my business and how I help others. And, and more importantly, what lights me up and what I want my 21 to look like. Because that's the beauty of this. We get to decide. So 21's a clean slate. I get to decide what my days look like. I get to decide how I help people. I get to decide how I offer my art to the world. So I love, I love the reflection piece every year. I've written blog posts about this. Um, but I also love the looking forward. So the short answer is that have I found my artistic style? <laughs> I feel like I, I had it when I left for New Zealand and then I had to put that away and I learned a new medium. A medium is a type of paint. So I used a whole different type of paint. I used a different format. I was in a sketchbook between July 2019 and January 2020, I found a type of style that I liked, a different type of style that I liked, and nailed it by March, okay? Then it all, it all got really yucky and messy and confusing, and then a new thing popped in, and it took me from March until right about now-ish. I feel like I'm just on the cusp of it now, seeing all of it come together and really feeling like... I have found that style again. And I want to use this in, that's the expansion cycle. For those of you who did the fun quest with me a few months ago, I talked about the expansion cycle. And the expansion cycle is that we, we dream something big. Like, I want to find my art style. We have this dream, we have this desire and then the second step, we go into moving through the murkiness, right? We have to try these weird things and get out of our comfort zone and undo the blocks that are keeping us stuck. And then we move into step three, which is taking the bold actions, you know, um, putting ourselves out there, uh, trying it, trying again, trying again. And, and four, the fourth step is... We just let go. There was many months of this year where I had to walk away from my art completely because I was holding on too tightly. I was attached to the outcome. Business as well. This, the fourth step is when we let go and we just trust. Like, okay, what's meant to happen is going to happen. I can't control it. I need to just trust. And about that time, we hit that wonderful, wonderful feeling of... Um, success, clarity, we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish, it happened, it feels good, and that lasts for about 0.5 seconds before we start all over. <laughs> 
And we say, what's next? Oh, I have this big dream. Let me try it, right? So this year, 2020 for me, I will always love 2020. It, it hurts me that so many people choose to deem this a negative year. I feel like this has been the best year I have had in my life in a while. I, I felt like I've grown a ton. Um, I tried a lot of things. I had fun. I put into practice a lot of the spiritual teachings that I had been practicing my whole life. They became very real to me going through a pandemic and, and watching others struggle, being able to help them. Um, just to name my brag list, because I am very proud of myself. I painted my first mural this year, stumbled into that, had a blast. Something I'd always wanted to do, and I had made it so complicated, and boom, it was easy. It happened. I, my mom got the idea at breakfast, and by lunch, she had a mural in her backyard that I painted. <laughs> um, I published my first book on Amazon this year, which, again, just kind of stumbled into, had a blast. Ended up being a number one new release. Hippies Still Exist is the name of it. And that led me to publishing a second book on Amazon in print that had been on my website for several years as a digital version. Now it's paper. The name of that is Brazenly Beautiful. I'm very proud of that. I found out that I can do channeled art messages, intuitive art. So that was a big one. Launched my podcast, hit 2,000 downloads. Thank you all. Um, what else? I, I helped create uh, the Spiritual Entrepreneurs Association with a couple of girls. So we created an organization. Um, I'm in the middle of helping another group of girls launch Ignite, which you've heard us talk about on this podcast. So we created and launched that. Um, I cre I've created and launched a dozen different offers over the couple over the years um, but those two were really big really big um, yeah moved to California um, what else I have a pretty big list it's been a good year the first five months being in New Zealand and the last um, months were spent in the United States oh yeah I <laughs> I did a road trip from Oklahoma to New Mexico and back. Then from we drove from Oklahoma to California, which is a heck of a road trip. Did that one with my aunt and my mom, which was a lot of fun. And then I did another road trip with um, Tyler's sister from California to Colorado, which was uh, a different route again. And then a trip by myself from Colorado back to California. And I took a whole different way. I saw Vegas. Um, ended up around, um, oh, what's it called? Anyway, Southern California through L.A. Oh, I drove from L.A. up to NorCal a couple times. Um, all of which I had never done before. So it ended up being quite the adventurous year. Lots of, lots of things tried. Oh, I got to speak alongside, um, oh my gosh, I'm not going to remember his name. I can see his face. Oh, Deepak Chopra. Yeah, I got to speak at an event where Deepak Chopra was the keynote. That was cool. It's just been a great year. I've had a lot of publicity hits. I was featured on Thrive Global. Um, 
Elephant Journal, Carol Roth. I just got another one. I don't know if I can say it yet because it hasn't come out yet, but um, my publicity is really picking up. I was interviewed on the Modern Woo podcast. That was really neat. So it's been a juicy year. I started a mastermind. I've started so many things. Gosh, you guys. <laughs> I This has been a year of making bad art. And I do not at all mean that negative. Even the word bad is in there. It has been the most fun, juicy, alive year of my life. I have accomplished a lot. I have had so much fun. I have I, but I've done all of that without stressing, right? Like it was my most successful year and that it was also my least stressful, least forced, least pushing. And so the message of my podcast, especially in the earliest episodes, I talk all about trusting your intuition, following your joy, just having fun. And I'm going to continue talking about these things, guys. Um, that's where the magic happens. It's not in the force. It's not in the push. I work with clients every day who get so hyper-focused on a little aspect of their life or business. And the, the medicine that I always have to give them is, you know, just don't do it. If it's stressing you out, don't do it. Have fun. The episode, uh, a few episodes ago, I recorded called It Doesn't Have to Be That Complicated, brah. <laughs> it's all about that. It's, it's just enjoying yourself. Because listen, listen, listen. If you start a business and you get caught up in the same thing you're trying to escape from your 9 to 5, the hustle, the uh, hyper-focus, the deadlines, if you set your business up in the and you have not changed anything internally, you haven't changed the way you want your life to be as an entrepreneur, you're going to recreate the wheel. You're going to go from your nine to five to your business and you're going to bring the same feelings with you. So we need to try a different approach. And that's where um, I come in with my coaching clients and I help them basically unlearn the hustle and unlearn what they're what they've been taught to do, which is worry and stress and hustle. <laughs> I had a client last week and she said, But does this work? Does it work? Like letting go and relaxing? And I said, Sister, I've tried it both ways. I can tell you from with confidence one way works, the other one doesn't. <laughs> Force and stress doesn't work. You've got to have fun. You've got to follow the excitement, follow the joy, and just just go where the road takes you, you know. Make some bad art. Get out there. Give it a try. If you fail, I don't believe in the word fail. You know that. Um, worst case scenario, you tried something and it didn't fit. So give it away and move on, you know. I think that's what, I think that's my biggest takeaway from 2020. And I think... Uh, I think that's what life's about. Just get it out there and try things, but without the pressure. Nothing has to be perfect. You just got to enjoy it because there's no reason to live this life if you're not going to enjoy it. There's no reason to start a business if you're not going to have fun along the way. <laughs> All right, sparkling souls. I'm so glad. <laughs> it just feels really cool. It feels really cool to be looking back at the first year of a podcast. I've had fun. 
I've not stressed at all, and I feel like I've succeeded way more than I expected to. I've enjoyed myself. I hope you've enjoyed it. And um, I'm very interested and excited to see what 2021 brings for, for us here in the podcast. So I want to thank you for being a part of my community. Thank you for listening to these episodes and for sharing them with your friends. Thank you for leaving reviews. All of that helps me tremendously and um, brings, brings a joy to my heart and brings a smile to my face. So I appreciate you so much. And I hope you all have a fabulous, fabulous holiday season. I love the holidays. We're going to drink hot tea and have some good chats with my family. And I hope you do the same. I hope you enjoy, you know, some cranberry sauce and some time with your loved ones. And hope you take some time to rest, reflect, and restore your soul so that you can Meet me back here in 2021 with a fresh vision. Thanks for joining me and we will see you in the new year.